You're listening to Page by Page on the Let's Hear It Network, where I'm talking to Mackenzie Peck about sex, longing, and the pleasure of expansion. Much like sex, podcasting can sometimes get a little bit sticky. And that's what's happened with this amazing recording. The first 15 or so minutes uh, got fucked up, frankly. So we're going to jump right into the first little part of it. But don't worry, I am here to catch you up on our interview with Mackenzie Peck, the founder and CEO of Math Magazine, which is a lifestyle brand full of inclusive sexy content. They publish a magazine regularly. Uh, They foster safe environments online and offline for intimate connection. They have an amazing crowdfunding campaign going on right now, which you should absolutely give to. Math sells sex toys. Uh, They have a podcast called the Math Magazine Podcast. You can find them on Instagram at mathmag.nyc. And uh, just if you can imagine it, they do it. Mackenzie is a sex positive force to be reckoned with and they are absolutely incredible and this interview is fabulous they are fabulous and to catch you up a little bit right now Mackenzie is talking about working in the formal art world and how it led them to publishing math I remember after the exhibition you know feeling like I had just put so much out there I had really put out this beacon of like, this is what I'm into, like really wanting to connect with people over that. And like, even with my success, like I got press, I sold work, people came to the opening, you name it. I still was just kind of feeling like empty. And I remember thinking like communicating with a small number of people through art was not it. Like, cause then even like the few people that actually give a shit about what you're doing, even fewer, like want to talk to you about what you're doing. Like, so that connection aspect of it was like, I, I found really important when I saw that it was super missing and I got, I think it got into my head, like wanting to be in more of a mainstream space and wanting to not be so separate from the world in the, in the art world, um, and for some reason, I thought that a magazine, the the publishing idea, there's fewer gatekeepers in a way. Like I was like, oh, I should do like movies. I should get into like filmmaking. Um, but feeling like in terms of uh, uh, like gatekeepers and also like challenges, like monetary or like production wise, like, okay, all you have to do is come up with the cost to print the thing. Yes. Okay, I can do that. Yeah, that's great. Like, and turning that longing into something where it's like, longing for connection, let me make a bigger net, let me cast a wider net than just this gallery show. I mean, you know, not to minimize that, but literally a larger net where more and more people can access it. And that led you into a world of of magazine publishing. Mm -hmm. And And I grew up with magazines around and newspapers around and like Vogue was just like so cool and the you know I I would I would really like pine over these little um uh profiles about like up and coming like cool people doing cool stuff and just being like yeah like like that really like resonating with me and uh it, yeah. And I like the, the idea of using that power, the authority of publishing, the authority of print yes. to 
tell people that that they're awesome and and fuckable yes yeah hell fucking yes i mean there's something so like (laughs) cheers to that i mean there (laughs) there's uh there is something in about about um like translating something into print media that makes it significant it's like this is being printed this is in the press this is something that's like huge and you can hold it in your hand you can hold this magazine in your hand and flip through it and there's like a physicality to that experience that like makes it feel really significant and important because it is and the work that you're doing is incredibly important and you've been doing it for six years am I correct yeah that is that is really truly amazing and so okay let's talk about sex um like let's get into the nitty-gritty of it or hopefully the sticky wicked I don't know it's it's nitty-gritty and sex that sounds incredibly uncomfortable but um so what do you feel like if someone picks up an issue of math like and what are you hoping that they take away from that like to their own sex lives in a very tangible way Mm. I think something similar to what I experienced with this, like pulling back of the curtain on this whole world of possibilities and like somebody out there is into what you're into. Yes. Yeah. And also like, if you don't like, if you feel like, like you don't like sex right now, like maybe you just haven't found your thing yet. Um, and just like, here, here's more shit yes. to like look into. Yeah, like the the world is not so narrow, and mm-hmm. um, I think it was. I think um, a lot of people throughout the pandemic have maybe been struggling with like low libido or, um, you know, just being sexually like it's just a challenging time like how do you go meet up with someone to have sex when you need to have covid tests before in an odd way it's a great exercise in in consent because you have to like be incredibly aware of the other person's like safety and 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 your own safety um but that is to say people are horny as shit or maybe not horny and want to be horny and math can help make you horny. And, uh, if you don't have a partner right now because of the pandemic or because you just don't have a partner, sometimes something that can be helpful is a sex toy. And Mackenzie, I think that you have brought a sex toy with you to our, uh, our conversation. And I'd like to introduce, uh, introduce them or if you could introduce them to us, please. That was great. Yeah. There's just sex toys in my office. Like I didn't have to bring them. They're just here. I don't know if you can see in the background, there's a giant dong next to my Jesus statue. Yes. Oh, was that Jesus? I was wondering who that was a bust of that beautiful, Yeah. the two two deities that deserve worship is massive. Yes. And Jesus. (laughs) It's like an alien dick. Actually, let me start with that. Okay, great. Let's go get that alien dick over here. Let's see what's going on. You can just grab that (laughs) thing by the head. Let's see it. uh, Podcasting is not a visual media, but we will try to describe this dong. It is an alien dong. Um, it is. Um, so this was actually given to me by Mr. Hanky's Toys. Um, and what are they? We, uh-huh. uh, Mr. Hanky's Toys, is that like a toy manufacturer? Yeah, like a very small brand and they make um, a different schlongs. Uh, and we, we still need to do a photo shoot with this. We've tried a few times and like COVID definitely like mess it up, but uh, someone still has to sit on this. Um, Hell yeah. You know, it's, 
I, it's hard to explain. It's a dick, but it's it's not a human dick. Yes, it's and it, it's very wide at the base. It's kind of maroon colored. Purple. Yeah, purple. Um, there's lots of kind of like ribbing. It looks like a Giger Geiger, the alien, the guy, the oh, guy yeah. who described uh, who did the artistic stuff for Alien. Very, it's an alien dick, guys. Let the let your imagination one run wild. The inner fantasy. And it does. It flops around and it's soft and um, it's cool. Yeah. Um, it's very cool. We, I'm glad it's here. Call everyone while for a for a size queen to sit on her. <laughs> so on calling all size queens, we got an alien dick that needs sitting asap. So putting that. Our out plan there. for this was to do a um tent tentacle shoot. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had the whole thing set up actually, and well, we couldn't do it. But anyway, um. Here is one of our new offerings. This is actually a, it says the world's first biodegradable vibrator. Holy. That's shit. crazy, right? If this is, if you had said this to like the eco warrior in high school that I was, I would have been afraid and also absolutely fucking excited. This is incredible. Um, it looks like it's Gaia brand. Um, yes. And I should look up the price on our site. And math uh, as a lifestyle brand, but also e- an e-commerce site because you do sell sex toys and all sorts of toys. Yes, lubes and um, we're really expanding that a lot. Like I love the idea of providing all kinds of things for your life, like a sex positive lifestyle. So definitely like sex toys, but also like earrings cute earrings that maybe help you flag that you're queer yeah um, oh cool. you know or maybe just earrings I think are cute <laughs> <laughs> either <laughs> or, whatever <laughs> you know I want to be like the urban outfitters of sex positive lifestyle basically I love that so much that is fantastic that is great like you know there that the section of urban outfitters where it's like the house like the house uh section like the home goods we've got an alien yeah. we've got a jesus bust we've got maybe like a sex swing <laughs> you know the, the options are absolutely limitless that's fantastic exactly exactly so so this vibrator one of my favorite things too is that it comes in really cute colors like not that long ago, you did not have a lot of great choices for colors. It was always like pink yeah, or looks like a real dick. And this is like a cute blue. It comes in a cute green too. And it's pretty simple. You know, it's pretty straightforward design. Um, you've got the battery uh, there. You know, I would prefer for this to be rechargeable, but, you know, one step at a time, I guess. Yes um yeah $14 like pretty pretty dope and it's a like kind of long phallic I mean it's probably I don't know how many inches that is but it's you're a little bit larger than a hand a head shape because is modeling my my head his head which is a standard size human head um but uh yeah very seven inches the very insertable length is 5.75 inches 5.75 inches that's fabulous that yeah that's great and it seems like a very approachable vibrator yeah um and 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 uh vibrator like has that definition expanded in because I feel like when I think of a vibrator I think of like literally something that vibrates tell tell our audience and I think I know the difference what's the difference between a dildo and a vibrator 
Well, a dildo can be a vibrator. Ah, so like a square and a rectangle <laughs> type situation where. Um, yeah, exactly. I love shit like that. Yeah. Okay. Hell yeah. So a dildo can be, <laughs> is a dildo uh, inherently phallic? I would say yes. Yes. Okay. Very like, uh, like this would be a dildo. The alien dick would be a dildo. That's, that's what I picture when I picture a dildo, not necessarily alien, but like a, you know, uh, perhaps like a silicone, a, you know, just phallic, you know, I think a great category too is insertable. Oh. So then that includes like a lot, uh, that can include like plugs too. Mm-hmm. Um, insertables. That's, you know what? I recently was in the world of Etsy nipple clamps and like, um, I guess whole openers, just like dilators perhaps. Um, it's, I I know I, I don't, um, I'm not immersed in the world of sex, um, accessories. And so I'm kind of like new to this stuff or maybe, uh, kink, but it seems like there's a lot of tools to get off and has this world has this expanded in like the last 10 years or am I just in the dark I think um your access to it has has expanded greatly I think you'd have to go to those like sex shops in Manhattan or uh off the highway store you know sex shop right um, to see any of this stuff and that, those places can be very intimidating um sure yeah I think it's just the availability of the information yeah and the, that's that's changed and that's what you were talking about kind of with like TikTok and Instagram and other forms of social media like really being able to uh to investigate this sort of stuff um or making it more accessible and having that information more accessible um and I think um sort of public opinion about this stuff is changing uh like there's more acceptance of LGBTQ ideas and um, experiences. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, like thinking, like the idea of being like bi, like wasn't really like, I didn't really get it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Totally. But now I'm like, hell yeah. But now I'm like, well, what's all this pan pansexual? That sounds great. Like, like, you know, yeah. if, if we're into each other, like, whatever. Yeah. If we're into each other, let's just do it, you know? And this is, this is all coming back to this idea of expansion that I think that you, it seems to, you seem attracted to where it's like, let's, let's expand. Let's not just, let's take it outside of the gallery walls and make a, uh, and make a print magazine. Let's take it outside of the world of, um, a, uh, uh, perhaps I don't, I hate to use the term standard, but, uh, like, standard dildo and let's let's take it let's make let's expand it to alien dildos and all kinds of stuff you know like I love I'm gonna this. take some notes here this is you're you're really getting on to something I, I'm, right? I'm, I'm feeling invigorated I'm feeling uh into it I don't know now I'm using sexual language because when you talk about sex you, you get a little bit horny I don't know maybe that's just me I it's hard to keep it just purely intellectual um but maybe it's the alien dick you know I'm learning a lot about myself uh throughout this entire process I don't know who, who knows um I are you familiar with the work of Chuck Tingle I don't think so Chuck Tingle really awesome um erotic 
fiction writer and people kind of uh, I think a lot of people think of him as like a joke writer like a joke because it's kind of like very funny it's like um, let's look up some titles hold on this is again really oh, interesting. oh oh my gosh no I I think that I have seen like the cover yes. of, it was something with a dinosaur yeah where it's like di- like hot dinosaur like pounds me in the butt till I'm raw like that would be a title yeah. of, a, of a story but it's an actual real story and they're fabulous and they're well written and they're hot and they're digestible and a lot of them and he's incredibly prolific uh but that's something that I never would have even uh the world of uh written I don't know if it's written porn, whatever, like just erotic fiction. Fucking awesome. And I think there's a lot of people that are attracted to that because um, Chunk Tickle's just awesome. I don't know if you're like looking at some of these covers right now, but they're, they're, would you care to read a few titles? <laughs> Not Pounded by Anything, Volume 2. <laughs> Six more platonic tales of non sexual encounters. I fucking love it. Right? So fabulous. <laughs> Representation. Now, like, so, okay, so can we talk a little bit about, so here's one thing, I think uh, I'm not alone in that some of the porn that I was exposed to early on didn't really like it. It didn't make me feel good. It didn't make me feel horny. It made me feel a little bit alienated. Um, So I'm really drawn to, um, that was just the porn that I was exposed to, you know, growing up. Um, And I I don't think I'm alone in that. And uh, so I think that I gravitate a lot towards like the written word. And I'm wondering what you think about how, about the world of porn now and and you as being a print magazine, like the printed images and the written word and whether math is also expanding into or has expanded into like porn like filmed things so I know this is a big question but can you speak a little bit about porn and also like the written word and pictures I know just a little just like thoughts off the top of your head I don't I just I'm really into let's let's start with let's let's let me just focus a little bit Paige because I clearly I'm like blushing I'm you know the puritanical part of me has not completely died where I'm like ooh, we're talking about sex this is exciting um so let's start with like the written word what do you do you think um where do you think erotic fiction and fan fiction is right now and how do you feel about it and do you publish it in math um, yeah, uh, I think it's it's great. I think it's thriving. Um, I think that, you know, you're giving me flashbacks to the first issue where I felt like I needed to almost explain the validity of printing words about sex mm-hmm. and even just printing images. And something that really excited me is that it's sort of like part of comic comic theory, comic book theory of like, how the reader, um, what's the word? Uh, like, uh, to, uh, engages with the content, mm-hmm. like, like the the viewer is necessary in order to complete the work, yeah. like, like you in it enable it or something right. I can't think you're of the, the kind of missing missing piece in that that like activates it or activates yeah. thank you um so yeah like I think when you start the first issue you were thinking about kind of the you said you were talking about the validity of printing words about sex and is that because like people are so accustomed to kind of seeing sex and experiencing sex that maybe the written word feels like um not sufficient enough or something well, it's like everyone, 
you know, what, what was it, 2015? Like everybody's hot for the internet. Internet porn is everywhere, like so pervasive. I don't feel like the discourse around it was happening a lot um, outside of like a select group of like queer sex workers. Um, and like, just the thought of like, why are you making a print magazine right now? You know? Yeah. And it's like, this is special. Like, this is about stepping away from like the alerts saying you got an email from your tax person or your mom's trying to call you or whatever. Right. And you're like stepping away and you're getting into this other world. And, you know, like the idea that like, as you move through the pages, you're activating it, you're putting yourself into it yes. and reading, I think really allows for so much inclusivity because uh, yeah, you see yourself in the work and, uh, you know, when you're looking at online porn, you have very much the opposite, uh, experience of like, these people don't look like me. They're not doing stuff that I want to do. I'm not into this. This is not, (laughs) or if I am into it, then it's all like fucking confused. Like this seems kind of not great actually uh like does she really like that am i okay with it it gets super complicated super fast and it's so just like uh, like uh typical of the internet where it's like really fucking overwhelming like you're just so overwhelmed by all this stimulation where it's like and and thought stimulation where it's like i'm turned on i don't know if i like this i like these parts where it's like when you're looking at the written word it's like you can slow down a little bit you can uh, you have a little bit of room for imagination and and Mm -hmm. creativity you can take your time with it and it's really really a beautiful experience yeah and you're way more of a participant in it absolutely Um, and yeah. So, um, and, and so much of my job is what I choose to not put in the magazine, mm. things I say no to. And there's a lot of shitty, uh, sex writing. Uh, there's a lot of boring, hot pictures of skinny girls lounging. Sure. And making a point of like, finding these other perspectives and finding people who are doing something interesting with the form to like, like, um, Chuck Tingle, like is taking this like form of storytelling and doing something very different and interesting with it. And, and to seek that out is part of my job. Yeah. Uh, to use a very over, uh, used word, a curator of sorts of, of material and absolutely. really beautiful, beautiful work. Um, and, and it's not all, be- you know, I love beautiful, um, but it's also fucking weird. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> like we have some weird shit, man. Yeah, fuck <laughs> yeah. When I say beautiful, I mean like, a, I guess like appealing, like, and sometimes it's like beautiful can mean like gross. Like sometimes it can be a little, the sex can be a little bit gross and, and freaky and weird. And, um, and, yeah. and, that, and that seems like what, what you're looking for is stuff that's like, re, uh, reflective of a gen, of genuine sexual experiences, which are not limited to like a very strict box of, of experience. It's, uh, it's a lot more expanse getting back to experience expansive stuff right now it's all just like big and expansive um but so 
then also, okay, so let's let's imagine the listener is like, I want to start a print magazine. This is really fabulous. Like, what would some what would be some advice you would give to people who are looking to get into print media? Just fucking do it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Good advice. Yes. Like, how did did you just kind of come up with a little bit of capital to just fund the first print edition? Dude, the first issue, I only printed 50 copies because that's all I could afford. Yeah. Yeah. The people in it, friends, I did so much of it, like, and tried to make it seem like it wasn't all me. Yep. Um, I was hitting up people on, on Instagram and emailing lots of folks that I thought were doing cool stuff and got ignored a lot and put made it happen. And, and basically that's the same shit I do. Oh, yes. <laughs> and so it continues six years later. Um, so like math 2021, where are we? What's going on with math right now? Gosh. Um, you know, I like to say that we've become so much more than a magazine. Uh, we really are an amazing community of people and, and we have this kind of hard to describe ethos, this like vibe, like when you come to one of our events, when you work on set with us, uh, anything like that, you feel it, you feel yes. welcome, you feel safe, you feel like oh, like this is chill. Like maybe I can do some shit that I wouldn't have normally done or it's a little risky for me. And um, I hope that it's like empowering in that way. And um, I yeah, so basically we're good. I felt that vibe uh, 100,000%. Good. Uh, and, and so we're just trying to scale that up as much as we can and to reach as many people as we possibly can. Um, especially people who don't have all this vocabulary that we're talking about, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. who maybe don't even know they're on that sexual awakening journey yet. Right. Um, so it's like multimedia, you know, you name it. We've got video, podcasts, digital, all kinds of digital content now, um, providing for the lifestyle through the e-commerce, um, like really trying to embody this whole little universe that we've created for ourselves. Um, doing events having the discord space is really special yeah um, it's like how can we be there for folks like in all these different ways definitely and they can and everybody can go to the website to check this out right to check out everything yeah. you're doing is that a good central hub uh, and the and your yeah, Instagram absolutely. hell yes mathmagazine.com and at mathmagazine on instagram <laughs> no no that got shut down oh, okay. um <laughs> we have to deal with censorship all the time. We are at mathmag.nyc on Instagram. Fuck yes. All right. Awesome. Um, now, any, let's also touch a little bit about romance and relationships. And so that, um, how has, how have your ideas as you've had uh, a sexual awakening and have dived, dived, dived deep into this world of sex um has it changed your ideas of what of relationships be those platonic mm. or, or or romantic has my work at math changed my ideas about relationships yeah. sexual and platonic yeah or romantic relationships i think i'm particularly interested in you know yeah um 
I don't know. I think if anything, I've gotten a lot of confirmation of things that I have felt for a long time. Mm -hmm. I think with, with my first husband, uh, where it didn't work out, a phrase that kept coming up for me was, um, no, you, you, no one can be everything to someone. Mm -hmm. You can't, you can't be everything to someone. And that's very much a like, non-monogamous polyamorous type of mindset uh and I really believe that and with that relationship I felt like I and I feel this way with my marriage now where I want him to have everything that he desires yes it brings me great joy for him to have everything he desires regardless of if it comes from me or not and I think I've even like, I've gotten really into like compersion, the idea that like, I feel great pleasure from Dan, like doing something without me, like going on a date without me, mm-hmm. uh, going to a party or something and, and, and having a great time. Like he comes back and tells me he had a great time. I'm so amped. Like, that's great. Wait, and what's the word you use? Conversion? Compersion with a P. That is so, yeah, like just feeling joy from someone else's sense of joy and experience of joy. Yeah. And to feel like that's valid, like that's real. And, um, and to, to like, that's like the love language for me in a way. Yeah. Like, that's so awesome. I love that. And, uh, but I want to be clear too, that like, I don't have my, all my shit figured out. I think a lot of people who work in the sex industries can seem like, oh, they have it all figured out. They know everything that makes them um, tick or whatever. Uh, They come all the time. (laughs) They have a great, you know, like, you know what I mean? They have a great relationship with their body. Like, nah, like, like, this is not like, uh, there's no destination, you know? You should always be engaging with these things your entire life. And you don't just like arrive and you're like, okay, cool. Like I got to figure out mm-hmm. like, no, no. Um, and that idea, I think that like, it can often be intimidating um, entering this world of sex, especially like on the internet. It's like, yeah, like you're saying, pe- feeling like people have it figured out uh, or like, okay, I need to get to that next level of like awakening or like that I'm coming four days a week, but I need to be coming seven days a week or something. I don't know. <laughs> And I project, yeah, and I, I mean, projecting. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a super sexual person. I don't have like a high sex drive. I think I had this like period where there was so much unknown that I just wanted to like eat the world up. Mm-hmm. And I've had a lot of experiences and I like to experiment. I think that that's part of my, my sexuality is like kind of play and hey, what if we tried this? Like, what if we do this? Yeah. Like the novelty of it. Um, but I'm not as like voracious as I was for a time. And I'm positive that that's going to change again. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we have our like seasons with it. Yeah, um, absolutely. And like remembering that people like aren't projects. That's something I have to tell myself all the time is that like, I am not a project. I'm not something that I have to like improve upon constantly or get to this next level or do more things. Like I can just exist. And like, like you're saying, go through the waves, go through the experiences and it doesn't have to be like, I don't have to put pressure on myself to change. And I think that, um, math is about, 
seeing what again expanding one's viewpoint and one's experiences rather than saying like this is what you need to do it's like this is what you could do if you're into it or maybe not like check it out let's see um so is there anything um before unfortunately we have to come to an end shortly but this has been an absolute pleasure uh i choose my words very specifically there it has been an absolute pleasure speaking with you and is there anything that you want to like leave our listeners with when it comes to sexual liberation and math so we'll get to definitely what math is doing but also just like uh, sexual liberation good sex stuff like is there anything you want to leave our listeners with don't let anybody make you feel bad about it um yeah including yourself yeah (laughs) sometimes especially yourself um but that's awesome and definitely something that everyone needs to hear but yeah so like what is going on with math right now there's an awesome crowdfunding thing happening can you tell us a little bit about that yeah uh like so many other small businesses um 2020 and covid like kicked our asses and um we need to get out of a little bit of a hole from that. So we have an Indiegogo campaign Uh, in it. I talk a lot about our plans for the future. So I spent like quarantine in 2020 thinking about the strengths of us, uh, of math as a company and what do we want to do for three years, five years, 10 years down the line. And this kind of encompasses that kind of summarize our phases, the plan we have. Um, And so this is an opportunity to really be a part of the story of math magazine like this is a pivotal moment in our in our trajectory and i think if we could just get over this one hurdle together we're going to be able to really like share some incredible uh new ideas with everybody you know bringing back events i really want to have events in more cities every time we did, we did a party in brooklyn people in la were like what the heck why don't you come here <laughs> yes so we're like looking to more cities and wanting to um, be more regular with with events and expand our e-commerce a lot and have like artists who are making little vibrator earrings, selling their stuff through our site and, you know, eventually selling content that people make, you know, yes. and it's all curated and selected by us and, um, yeah, it's pretty exciting. So right now we are like a little over $2,000. Uh, when we get to $3,000, I'm going to shave my head. Um, Fabulous. Great. <laughs> and we, we're doing little promos like the vibrator I was just showing you. We're going to um, raffle this off basically like maybe we'll do it like the week that the show goes up. Like everybody who donates to the campaign that week will be entered to win this vibrator. Oh, uh, stuff like that. that. This is just win after win after win after win. <laughs> so there's no excuse to not donate to the Indiegogo or share it around. Cause this is absolutely fabulous and everyone should know. And everyone should be listening to the math magazine podcast as well. What kind of topics do you discuss there? Great. Um, so that's hosted by Natalie, a very talented uh, young woman. She gets into some really serious conversations. And, and like, I honestly just love how excited she gets. She she will yell every episode. <laughs> <laughs> but it's always shit that I'm like, yeah, like, yes. what the fuck? 
You want to be yelling too as the audience. Yes. She's so passionate. She's so, so passionate. And um, so far the episodes have been like pretty heady and serious. Like our first episode kicks off with Stoya and they talk about some just really great stuff. Like I don't even want to try to paraphrase it. Um, we had a Cindy Gallup on for an episode. Another one, we've got this cool, um, this guy who paints like sexy pictures and managed to work around the Instagram algorithm with like the tags he uses were like Christian or something. And it kind of works. And he's like, I don't know, like he uses his privilege to like make it work. Um, It's really great. And we have a lot of cool, fun shows planned coming up. Fabulous. And you can find the podcast on wherever podcasts are found. Yeah. Great. Oh, Mackenzie. How how wonderful has it been to talk to you? This has been so great and super enlightening and just really, really fucking fun. And sex is awesome and math is awesome. So um, unfortunately, we have to wrap it up. But uh, unless there's anything else that you want to share. Sex is for everyone. Sex is for everyone. Yes. Yes, it is. Oh, I'm like, again, I began the episode gesticulating wildly and I will end the episode gesticulating wildly because I am so, so excited and just titillated by math and everything that you're doing. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the work that you're doing. Thank you. And thank you for being here. It's just so nice to chat with you. It's great to see you. (laughs) Yeah, you too. Um, So that is the end of this episode of Page by Page on the Let's Hear It Network. And make sure you check out all things math. And I will talk to everybody soon.